for centuries, those with extraordinary powers have waged a secret war for supremacy. Now, in between good and evil, stands a warrior. Her name's Electra. Hello, and welcome to Movie Smash! Welcome to Movie Smash, the podcast that looks at comic book movies that you may or may not remember. If you're the type of person who enjoys talking about hidden gems, likes to tear apart old movies, or trying to find something new, this is the place for you. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm the founder of Off Panel Creations, a company dedicated to the comic book industry. We build furniture for comics and tables for board games. Uh, I have with me today, Jeremy. Oh, hi, I'm Jeremy Parmentier. I'm also the host of the Retrovaniacs Retro Gaming Podcast, uh, but I'm also a big comic book fan, and, you know, clearly if I like comic books and video games, I probably like movies, so this is kind of right in my wheelhouse. I'm looking forward to, to talking about some movies I may or may not have seen or may not remember that I've seen. And we have Fergal. Well, thank you all for inviting me to this show. I am Fergal Amayo, owner of Gotham Night Comics, where we get our nerd on. Located in Livonia, Michigan, we are here to redefine the comic movie genre, the comic movie store, and the comic movie game and everything experience. Just really excited to be able to join this. There's not a comic movie I haven't seen. And if there is, this would be awesome. Uh, looking forward to talking about this movie tonight. And thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So for today's conversation, uh, we are focused on 2005's Electra. Uh, this movie stars Jennifer Gardner, Gorian, I'm going to give his last name terrible, Vishnik, and uh, Will Yoon Lee. It's a movie directed by Rob Bowman. But before we jump into it, um, why don't we, why don't you guys, why don't we talk a little bit about sort of, do you even, did you even know Electra before you saw this movie? Do you, what was your, your background around this one? Well, I can tell you for myself, um, as an avid nerd and having been one for, gosh, at this point, 30 years now, I've known of Electra Nacho simply because of the uh, the story of The Hand, the story of Daredevil, and how they are so intricately linked um, uh, between whether The Hand, The Fist, and just everything that goes with it. See, I was pretty familiar with the storyline. It's a great, it's both an old storyline that's amazing and a new storyline where they keep bringing great, uh, great different uh, series to get them involved in. So yeah, I, I loved it. So I knew Electra because she was in the Daredevil movie that was previously put out with Ben Affleck. That's this is uh, like the sequel or tie into uh, in some way. But otherwise, I wasn't extremely familiar. I know she's tied to Daredevil. Um, while I do like comics as a as a kid, I really didn't like non like ultra superhero comics. So I wasn't like Daredevil or um, you know Punisher or any of those guys. I mean, I read those things here and there, but that's not what I bought. You know, I liked Hulk or Thor, or these, you know, super superheroes, um, as opposed to what I enjoy more now, which is the more realistic superheroes, which I think Daredevil is is in that group. Sure, he has superpowers, but he's still in a reasonable level of of, of power. A bullet will still hurt him, right? He's not Im- immune to uh, to regular things. So um, I now read the current Daredevil line, which is very good, and Electra's a big part of that. But, uh, you know, this character in this movie is not, nece- it doesn't really tie, to me, to the, the character in the current line. But that said, it's still you know, a daredevil related character. So I knew her a little bit, but did I think at the time that this came out, does she need her a movie? No, I did not think that for me. It was, I was familiar with a uh, daredevil, in fact, but the only thing I really knew about daredevil was I knew it was what the, the Ninja turtles were based off of. I mean, I'm gonna get my nerd card revoked for this, but I wasn't really much into Marvel at the time, except for like the X-Men. So yeah, I saw her, I saw Jennifer Garner in, uh, or Electra in uh, daredevil. Like you saying blind something rather, but in daredevil, but um, I didn't really know much about the character, and honestly, I think 
I'm not even sure if I even saw this in theaters. I, I owned the DVD at one point, and then it disappeared, um, probably in a move or two. But uh, yeah, I really didn't have much experience around this movie, other than knowing I had seen it, but completely forgot the plot when it came time to it. No, actually, it's interesting. Some of the things you're saying is interesting. This movie did not. I was just going back and doing a little digging on this movie. It's based on a screenplay by Zach Penn, Stuart Zickerman, and Raven uh, Zetner, if I'm not Metzner. Um, and obviously got its own, and it's based on a Frank Miller comic, uh, part of the Frank Miller storyline, some of Daredevil storylines from that, but didn't get a ton of, didn't get a ton of, I mean, it was like a $65 million movie to make, made $57 million, got a one star for Rotten Tomatoes, uh, got its own Razzie, but it's, it's over time developed a cult following. I do see every superhero movie because I got five brothers, so that's what we did when we were younger. We still do it now. Um, so I do, I have seen the movie and it did come out in 2005, so I clearly remember where I was in that time and that was watching this movie but um you know like i think it's it just some movies like this take a little time to when you watch them again they get a they, they, they feel refreshed they feel different um now that there's now that there's a few years past and kind of the initial <clears throat> has turned into a uh, which is i think where this movie went well i definitely at the time didn't see it I, I remember i did see daredevil and was like it was fine you know i wasn't blown away but i didn't hate it i actually um, like Daredevil, the character, like I said now, and the movie, I thought, hey, this is actually, you know, way better than I expected. But, you know, in that movie, Electra was kind of this, I mean, yes, she was integral to the plot, but she was still like kind of a side character. She wasn't um, the, the main villain. She wasn't also like clearly uh, another hero in the movie. She was kind of this, you know, almost Catwoman style character. So, you know, when I was like, oh, they're going to put a movie out with Jennifer Garner again as Elektra, I was just more like, eh, I didn't think she needed a movie because I didn't think she was that impressive in Daredevil. I wasn't going to see it. Um, and, you know, this is more calling myself out. But in this time frame, 2005, um, I'm I'm in my early 20s. I'm, I have better things to do on a, on a weekend night, even if that better thing to do was probably not the smartest thing to do. Uh, so I would not have rushed out to see a, a superhero movie unless it was something I had to absolutely see. So I had not seen this movie at all until we were going to talk about it for this podcast. So I'm seeing it for the first time in 2023. Um, oh, that was outstanding. That's definitely outstanding. I, I mean, again, I think the movie has some really cool characters in it. Um, and to your guys' points, it's it's relatable in a sense that uh, the heroes aren't too overpowered. The the anti-heroes aren't too overpowered. There's there's some there's some power there, but you know more skill than power. Um, and there's just enough uh, fantasticalism, if you will, to some of the bad guys that that you gotta enjoy that movie. And actually, it's interesting when I was watching the assassins come off the boat. I know we haven't dived into that point. It really brought up, uh, it was interesting. I freeze-framed that, and I and I put it up against the movie that I do love, really much love, called Replacement Colors with Chow Young-Fat, and there was a scene in that movie, I literally think they almost stole the scene from these guys, um, in the boots, coming off the boat, looking really ominous, looking like they're getting ready to do some dastardly deeds. And so again, it's just stuff you pick up when you watch a movie after a few years, and kind of pick it up watching it with the intent to have a discussion about it. Yeah, it's funny. Like I said, the first time I saw it was probably on DVD, and like I do not remember seeing it in the theaters. But my memory of it before rewatching it was a lot more mysticism, like a lot more over the top, you know, supernatural. And then I go watch it, and I think Jeremy, it, hit, it is a little more down to earth, right? Even though yes, there is a person who's can have their tattoos come like, which we'll get more into later on. But uh, my memory of it was far different than what I actually saw again. It's realistic when you compare it to the current era of superhero movies, right? Most of them yeah. are, you know, they're punching planets. Like, this is not that. This is a a, a very, I mean, 
for a superhero movie, a very down-to-earth character uh, with a down-to-earth adventure. Sure, there's definitely some mysticism. There's definitely some some things that are not just guys with guns, uh, but it's not, you know, there's not somebody trying to to rip the world in half with their bare hands, uh, which, you know, in other superhero <laughs> movies, is like, yeah, of course that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I, before watching, one of the things I did was do a little bit of research, and Jennifer Gardner actually felt that this movie ruined her career. <laughs> so I was going to it saying, this has got to be terrible. Um, it is not. I'll give you that. But it was just funny, like, listening to how people felt about it at the time. Uh, Fergal, I think you were saying, it's become a cult classic since then, but at that time, yes. it, just, it was so hated. So hated. Well, and that's, that, that inevitably is how some of the best movies get found again. Um, and I think this one clearly falls in that. You know, I, I love to do deep, dark, demon research into it. And so obviously one of the things I did after watching this movie is I watched the last couple seasons of The New Electra. Um, and there's a lot of bearing similarities. There's a lot of interesting, it's a little bit more gritty. Obviously falls in line more with the Defenders, the more the Charlie Cox kind of era of Electra and Daredevil. But um, I, I think there's some similarities that, that can't be kept ignored. And while I, I don't know, maybe they, I don't know, there's probably a few movies in there that Jennifer Gardner may have regretted picking up the script on. But uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him I'm gonna put this one and say no. I think this one was not too horrible for and and she did look good in that red uh, suit there. I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> they did they did bring out the. The comic book accurate costume, to say the least. So why don't we jump into the and uh, jump into this? Um, I mean, just to give you a quick synopsis. I mean, this is your classic assassin for hire who nearly dies, starts thinking about their actual career path in life, I guess, and they get that that next target which breaks their heart, right? And that's the classic story. But I guess the, the spin on it is, and then the demons show up. Going into it, Jeremy, I think you were—you said it. You had not seen this movie beforehand, right? Correct. Are you familiar with any of the characters in there at all? I, I mean, Electra. Uh, I was—I was very familiar with with the. And I mean, because again, I'm reading the current line. I knew who Electra was, and I knew who Stick was. Uh, Stick is is in the current uh, kind of canon as well for Daredevil. He's he's the person that trained Electra and Daredevil, and and is kind of their uh, leading them on a mission in the new the new line, but. In this, you know, once it's like, oh, it's stick, like that makes sense. And the organization, the hand, is definitely still part of this story and part of the Daredevil canon. So I was familiar with that. But like almost everybody else in the movie, I, if they are from comics, I'm unaware of them. Almost all the like um, cadre of villains that come out at the end that are all these kind of mystic, mystic powered uh, people trying to come stop her with different abilities. Um, you mentioned uh, the, the tattoos person earlier. Like all those characters, I didn't recognize their names. Now they could have been in a million different comics, but you know, unless they're in like one or two that I just didn't read, I don't know if they're ongoing characters. I'm just not familiar with from older daredevil or if they are, you know, completely new for this movie so that they were kind of an organization that you didn't care if they all died because you you don't have to worry about coming back. They're not heroes. People have been looking for, I guess fertile. Were they? Yeah. I I, I don't know myself. I mean, you're right. The only person I knew was Jennifer Gardner. That was it. So they made up, obviously, you know, you've got Kyrgy, um, that is a character from the comics. Um, the, the hand, the Roshi on the staff, there is a line in a Frank Miller series. It's probably early 80s where they talk about the hand. Um, Stone is in there. They do talk about a couple of characters. I've not seen Tattoo. Um, but, you know, speaking on those characters, some of them, I think they, they're what made some of the movie kind of fun, right? Because oftentimes we give our bad guys less. They're, they're obviously less. I always enjoy it when a bad guy gives a hell of a run for the money. And in some of these cases, some of these guys guys you know i just thought they were like i thought tattoo was great right I, but i didn't see him in for you stone 
also interesting as well. But I thought the uh, the uh, the young lady typhoid Mary was probably the best. Um, I just liked the way they they. I liked the again the CG uh, the the, the uh, CG on that was amazing. Um, and I just think again going back on some of the stories, the hand story was really cool. Um, and I liked the when they um, there there was some very comic accurate thoughts when they died right when the assassins were killed and they went in the green that is very accurate to how um because there is a ceremony to become a member of the hand um, in essence you're basically selling your soul and so in selling your soul you lose that soul to become as powerful and, and become a member of the hand okay wow yeah, that's so cool. I, I actually i i'm, I'm glad you brought, i never knew that 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 you're saying that the them turn to green dust was comp accurate because i thought that was done because this movie was originally rated r and they toned it down to get the PG-13 rate. I thought that's something they did to get the PG-13 rate. So you're telling me that's comic book accurate? That's comic. There's a storyline. There's a storyline for everything. That's the wonderful thing about comics. There's a story for everything. And that is a comic accurate. Because I did dig into that a little bit. There is a comic accurate for when the uh, when the hand is killed, they revert to smoke. There's a comic accurate version where the hand becomes zombies, where they're, they're reborn zombies, if you will, for, for being ninja. So, yeah, that does flow into some of the canon uh, related to the hand. Uh, but it's, it's funny you mentioned the tattoo and the CGI. Uh, I was watching this movie with my kids, and they were astounded by how good it looked. Um, and th that it, that's one thing I got to say for this movie. The CGI does hold up. And it's Very been well, like, 18 years. At least. That makes us all old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tone-wise, as, as a movie, um, what did you think it hit the mark pretty well? How do you feel about it? It took a minute. It, it wound up really great. The beginning was amazing. Think of like, yes. um, you know, uh, you know, going to get that that last target, um, burning through all those different hired hands. I mean, we call those guys alpha team dogs, you know, seals, uh, special forces guys, just burning through those teams and then throwing that sigh in, in such a way as to where it was literally a perfect shot. Amazing, right? Um, you know, I, I'm actually going to dive a little bit further because that that the plot of the movie, I think, misses a bit of the point because the last target she was after was really hired. I mean, if you when you when you dig into the, a little bit of the, the undertones in the movie, um, the, she was hired by Stick to kill that target. She wasn't hired by the hand. She was hired by Stick. Right. Um, in knowing that he would, he would sense in her a, 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 a willingness to come back to the hand and to defend what was in essence her as a child. So I think that was really interesting, but you know, the movie after that to get up, you know, you get, you got a couple running arounds and then you get the, uh, then you get to the action. It gets really good when she comes over for dinner. That's when the movie gets good. Really good. Like I think, and please tell me if I'm wrong, the best fight scene in this entire movie was when she goes outside to dispatch the assassins. Agreed? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That, I, I mean, the beginning, like you mentioned, the, the intro is kind of, it, it's good. I think it sets the tone well. Um, but then, then there's like, they go into the, you know, the, where she's, she's kind of at that bar cleaning everything up after her takedown. And she's you kind of got this OCD thing going on, which again, I don't know if that's part of the comic or not. Um, if Electra had this, this sort of, OCD thing going on, but the, um, you know, it, it felt like it wasn't super dark, but it also wasn't super jokey the whole time. Like that was my concern. A lot of these superhero movies, um, you know, some of them, it makes sense that they're super jokey, but other ones you kind of wish they would stop. It doesn't need to be constant quips to the enemy. Like it's one thing if, if, you know, it's there once in a while, Captain America can do it. Sure. Whatever. But I don't need that in every single movie. So I was very glad to see that this was, it, it took itself seriously in, in a way without being 
too serious. There were definitely parts that were kind of supposed to be a little bit funny, um, but it wasn't, um, you know, just a total like, oh yeah, this is Electra, and then everyone's, you know, saying, man, check out that dress or whatever the whole time. I I thought the tone was actually pretty good, better than I expected when I, you know, when we were like, oh, we're gonna cover this. I was like, oh boy, but no, the tone actually for a superhero movie is is a pretty good balance of fun, but also some kind of serious built in. And for I like I, I think you're right too. Like the beginning of the movie, it's a huge exposition dump. Right. I mean, he's telling you, like, basically the legend of Electra for those who missed Daredevil. Right. Um, I think totally it is good. I've watched that movie, I'd say, I think it's three times now about preparing for this, preparing for the show today. And by the third time, it's a little much. (laughs) But for the first time, it it, it hits the mark right right on it. Well, so you brought up that, you know, the tide of Daredevil, which we already kind of talked about. I -hmm. thought this was a sequel. But then I maybe is it an origin story? Like I can't tell if this is supposed to take place before or after the Daredevil movie. It's definitely after because there's a line where she says, I've already about dying before, and that's referencing the fact that she died in Daredevil. That's it. That's exactly what and that that also references something that else is that's very common character, which is the Kimaguri. And Kimaguri is additional skill sets that you get stickiest. So let's be really clear about one thing about one of the characters in this movie that I don't think got nearly the due he should have got is Stick. Yes. Stick is the most one of the most Stick has beaten Wolverine. He's beaten Hulk. Um, he's beaten Punisher. He literally got Wolverine back from a berserker rage. Um, and he's almost unbeatable to a point. He's literally considered one of the top three. Um, I don't know, martial art practitioners in the Marvel world, right? You know, up there with Shang-Chi and up there with the Iron Fist. Um, and I just, I, I think you've got to, you know, maybe even though maybe I, I, he's just, he's, he's a really bad dude, right? He's a really amazing dude. And so I think that idea of discussing Kimaguri and some of those backgrounds, that made that movie kind of cool. But to your point, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes, gets lost a little bit on itself. And by the third time, you're like, okay, let's fast forward here. Kind of get to my good scenes and get to the snakes and call it a day. <laughs> well, it's, after that intro, yes, you need those scenes to explain why, uh, you know, why Electra t- took this mission and why she didn't complete, you know, the, the, the story is that she goes on this second, um, second uh, assassination mission to get rid of Mark Miller. But then instead she realizes, you know, I'm not going to take him out because he has a daughter that now she feels connected to for, uh, you know, story reasons they give you. They, they explain, it's, it reminds her of her, essentially. Um, and now, now she's going to protect them from these other assassins that are going to be sent to to take them out because ultimately they're actually not trying to take out Mark Miller. They're trying to capture or take out that um, his daughter, who's uh, essentially... Abby, <laughs> Abby Miller. Yeah. The treasure. Yes, she's, she's essentially the, the treasure. She could be the next, you know, the next chosen one, essentially. Um, so... Yes. So, so that... but. To get there the first time, I didn't mind it because I was like, okay, that's, you know, it's, it kind of ties there. And then once once the hand decides to come get them again, now that Electra is more or less protecting them, that's when I think that's like the last, probably last, over the last third of the movie is all those action scenes of them coming to, to capture everybody. And that's, that's when the movie like hits full steam again and it's great. And you need that explanation or else it's just nonstop action. But uh, on a second yeah. watch, I skipped all the parts that were not the action parts because I, I knew what was there and it was fine. It was kind of a slog even the first time where I was like, I get what you're game going for. You're going a little heavy on this, but it wasn't it wasn't too much. I didn't lose interest, but it definitely could have could have probably cut 10 minutes off of that section and, <laughs> and added that yeah. to have have some other, 
you know, they did a couple flashbacks of things. They could have had some longer flashbacks or, or yeah, I was yeah, surprised. They they have... tied, I think they could have tied Daredevil in more. I think yes. they should have, you yes. know, one of the missed opportunities was tying in her destiny uh, because it is such a big part of why she's there. So tying that in was one. I also think the most useless character in the entire movie was McCabe. No, yeah, which one's McCabe? Because, I, because in my mind, horrible. there's only three characters. Which one is McCabe? <laughs> McCabe is the guy who, at the other day, when they all go to the house, go to his farm, and they're trying to hide out in oh. the from the from the bad guys. He's the one that you know he's boldly gets his shotgun. Yeah, he's the boldly gets his shotgun. Is going to take on mystical yeah. assassins with his double barrel shotgun, which yeah, is awesome. Mind, it makes perfect sense to me. Because I missed his name, because the names are always just thrown through, thrown out once, and that's it. My brain, mind was it's her handler. That's all I could think of. Like I just threw out every other bit because you know before this she was in the movie Alias, right? Uh, those are yeah. TV show, the series alias. So I, my brain was still stuck on spy mode, if you would. Yes. Or it could be the fact that we're all in our late forties. <laughs> true. True. So do you feel the, and like the movie sort of boils down. It's you got several fight scenes. I think it, it does a good job of that, but ending wise, is it satisfying? Is it a good ending? Yeah, I think so. I think the ending is, is decent. I mean, I, I, you know, again, the girl gets to kind of live free. I think she begins to become at peace with who she is. Um, we know she's somehow mastered the Kimaguri. She's mastered precognition. Um, you know, I, I think we've you, you could have opened up a Daredevil, like a, a, an actual sequel to Daredevil, because um, I think that's what this movie was attempting to do, was attempting to bridge left and then come back right. And I think because it was received so poorly, the bridge left never came back right. Yeah, I, like in, in reviewing things for the show, like they filmed this show over one summer, this movie, um, because they had to get in between her show and then one of the other one of the other characters' TV shows. They had to get squeezed in between those, those uh, shoots. So it definitely suffers from you know, not, 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 not enough development, that makes sense. Yeah, I, sure. I thought the ending was fine. I, I enjoyed the movie when it when it ended. I wasn't. I didn't think anything was missing. I liked the. I, I don't want to say it was a a surprise, but I liked the twist kind of that that you know Stick kind of saw this coming and and knew that ultimately this would kind of loop her back in uh, to his his uh, his purview uh, by fin- by by getting sent on this mission and it would kind of trigger her to to become a, a better person. I guess so. I, I liked that, and um, you know it. It was. I, I liked that it had a good bunch of fight scenes. It wasn't just you know someone comes there and then there's you know one one fight that matters and the rest were just like mindless minions that you knock off. Right. It was. It was a good series of action uh, of different fights depending on which person she was fighting and diff- different abilities. And there was actually you know a chance where she could have uh, on not even like the last person, but there were several times where you know she had stick helping her and other people helping her because she was she's not an inhuman superhero. So it it kind of also kept the sense of danger going, which I think is important in a movie like this. Actually, to circle back on something, you said she's not inhuman. What was the whole thing? And I'm going to lean on you for this one. She had this ability to sort of like think of future steps. That's the Kimiguri. So Stick is an expert at the Kimiguri. So that's why I reference Stick as the most popular. Remember, this is a blind guy who could spin around people and and knock them out with a stick. That's all he carried around was a stick. Um, and, and again, in this in this particular universe, and in almost any other universe, he's literally unstoppable. Movie has him very the the movie has him very well put together and British, but in reality, he's like a beer swilling guy with a lot of crazy hair. You'd almost think he was a bum, <laughs> yeah. except for the fact that he can take on anyone. Um, the Kimiguri is a is a step in in terms of uh, of his training in this particular martial arts, because really, 
if you want to get wonky nerdy, um, there's the hand and then there's the fist. Um, the hand is the, 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 the evil, the fist is the good. So um, if you think about, and that's and this is really comic wonky stuff, actually, yes. the current Daredevil line actually focuses a lot on the hand and the fist. Yeah, um, and there really, there really is a whole concept to that. So, being a practitioner of this of this martial arts, it's not sort of a power, but it's the idea to both resurrect the dead and precog the future. That's so, it for your nerd one. There you go. Like that was a that was a deep dive for you. <laughs> I, I've never even heard of the fist. Like I said, all I know is the uh, the hand and the foot, but. Again, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja. Well, the, 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 exactly. Don't confuse the foot. The, the foot. the foot belonged to uh, Shredder, and yep, they belonged exactly. to the uh, TMNT guys. And uh, But the hand is, the hand, obviously, you know, then the, the fist is who's, I mean, it's interesting because there's shield, there's sword, there's hammer. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many different uh, acronyms for different things that, uh, but you got to get really nerdy and really wonky to start figuring those out. No, I definitely didn't enjoy the last Ronin line for Teenage Mutant, for TMNT. That um, revived the entire. Just to, I know we're getting a little far off the field, but that TMNT last running story, I was just because I was at Comic Con this weekend, the largest Michigan Motor City Comic Con. I just think you know they had um, uh, Diane there, one of the artists from the uh, the um, uh, from the Eastman Studios, which he now has his own studios back. Um, they're making a movie about the last run, and there's a whole there's a video game, there's a movie, there's an all front story on last run and coming to bear. How do you guys think? Uh, th now, remember, this is a Marvel movie before Marvel movies are Marvel movies, right? Uh, what? How? Uh, how do you think it compares to current Marvel movies? Um, and, and I'm not saying like the ones that came out this year. I'm just saying like the general swath of what twenty odd movies that have come out. Would Would you say it's it's in line with those? How would you put it? I, it's hard to say. I mean, so you know, those movies. So remember, this is pre rich right this is pre-disney money this is pre-rich i i can tell you that there was you know there was some crazy they've got electra in the in the marvel credits which is awesome in that role scene in the marvel credits as they're building the marvel up that was cool um so you got to see a little bit of kind of a precursor to that but i think one of the reasons that Marvel had so many problems in their early years and their pre 2008 years was there was no real cohesive, cohesive storytelling. If something looked good and, and could make money, they just ran with it and the yes. suits ran the show. Um, and it really wasn't to you replicate or you had a Feige and you had a Favreau and you had something that took the, the, the chance on, 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 on uh, RDJ before you had a story. So, I mean, it's, it's almost an apples and oranges comparison. I mean, if someone were to say, do I like blade? Yes, Electra, great movie, but it's it's hard to say that they're even remotely in the vein of these new stories that are all interconnected and multi-dimensional, multi-universal. I think this Thank would you. still work in the the current series as far as the fact that it is kind of such a standalone, right? It it does explain who this character is, and in, in the same way, I love the Marvel TV shows because I think they can kind of take a lot more chances, and you can stretch out. Uh, a lot of things to talk about, you know, her, her training with stick or her previous experience or the, she has the flashbacks where her father's like, you know, teaching her um, kind of some basic self-defense stuff. And, and, you know, there's all these things that they kind of, they handled quickly and you could, you understood what they were aiming at, but it, they would have had a lot more time to really dig into those things and explain her as a character more. I think this would actually work a lot more as one of their, you know, short run six episode series. Um, that that way you can bring the character into you know Daredevil or whatever else, and she's a fleshed out character. You don't have to be like, oh, who is that? Oh, that's Elektra. Here's her backstory. It's like, oh yeah, no, there was a whole series on the on the on Disney Plus that showed you the history of Elektra. I think this character and and this story even. I mean, you could take parts of this and and 
kind of rework it, and this would be fine as a as a six episode miniseries that would get a little more into depth than the things we thought it was missing. So you think it deserves a little little remake love? I think they're already doing that. I think they've got you know they've got so many lines going. I mean, you know, the Daredevil story is probably one of the most exciting stories to come out of the new Marvel, the new Phase Six stories. I think everyone is thrilled about Charlie Cox. I think you've got not only do you have Elektra, but you and you've got the Defenders, but now you've got Echo as well. And so you've got, I mean, you've got a whole series of characters that we haven't even begun to explore within the fist, the hand mythology that is going to be explored in this in the process. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Electra show is going to be diving into more on the hand as it continues to expand going forward. So I guess the, the, the big question is, would you recommend people to go watch this movie if they haven't seen it before? Oh, for some popcorn and to see uh, yeah. Jennifer Garner's belly button? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to throw that out there. No, I think it's a great movie. I would give it about a three-quarters thumb up. Uh, I wouldn't say hunt this one down. I mean, it's not bad by any means. If you're flipping channels and you you know, you know see this, it, it's got enough action scenes, even if you don't know that it's based on a comic book, you'll probably have a good time uh, and enjoy it. I think if, if they do you know, finish fleshing this out and, and do add Electra, uh, the Electra show and everything else, or, um, you know, expand on Daredevil in the current Marvel universe, th- this may be unnecessary, but on its own, if you just, you know, kind of like this semi-Asian themed superhero film, um, and yes, Jennifer Garner in, in some fairly attractive outfits, uh, th- this is not a bad movie, but I wouldn't say go out today, stop what you're doing, pause this podcast, go watch this and then come back. I, I think it's worth seeing but it's not, it's not a need to see. Would you say that based on that very well thought out and well versed statement, is that about a half thumb or maybe a quarter that is, thumb that is, down? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we're doing a ranking system. We haven't really thought about it. Um, I would, <laughs> if we're going with four, four stars or whatever, if you use the three quarters of a thumb, yeah, I'd say it's a half thumb, right? It's not a bad movie. It's, it's, not, it's not, a half thumb. Yeah. yeah I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling your half thumb love coming out of that. Yeah, it, it, it was fine. I enjoyed it. Um, but you know, I hadn't seen it before now. And if I wouldn't have done this podcast, uh, and someone asked me a week from now, hey, do you want to watch Electro? I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought it was something I needed to see, but once I started watching it, I did enjoy it. Outstanding. I love it. I love it. And Chris, where, where, where are you at with your thumb love there? Um, I don't know. Like, it's I have seen it so many times in the past week preparing for the show. Um, I would probably give it... I don't want to give it an enthusiastic thumbs up. This isn't going in... Like, if this movie... Remember, I owned this movie at one point in my life, and some point between the multiple movies I've had, it has disappeared, and I did not notice it disappearing. That should speak to something. I'm glad I got it again. I got the director's cut this time, and I did not notice a difference. Um, Only three minutes. Yeah, (laughs) so the which is funny because the director's cut was cheaper than the original. Um, Half a thumb, I guess, if we're going with thumbs. (laughs) We we probably need a better ranking system than thumbs. No, but, uh, I think I think that's no one else is using that ranking system. That's our that's our calling card. Our full well, to half thumb ranking. Since since, since <laughs> now this, since, since it made the first cut of the since it made the first episode, it's now an all episode. We're we're dealing with thumbs. Now. It's hands. It's fists. It's thumbs. It's the only way to do it. You're either going to give it a, you know, I mean, Roger, Siska and Ebert got their, you know, their, their, their fingers up or their thumbs down. I mean, we got to be more nuanced than that. I think we got to have a half thumb, a three quarter thumb, three quarter turn down thumb and all the way down thumb. I mean, it's, it, we want to give people the reason we want to make it easy. So I like the thumb thing. I think it works really well. So, so outside of this, now we watch them. What are you guys working on outside this podcast right now? What's up? What's on your plate today? 
For me, um, we've been having some amazing things happen at Gotham Night Comics. I mean, we did Free Comic Day. That was amazing. Um, it was one of the probably one of the most well received events we've ever done. We probably uh, we had so many people come through. We had two different artists, Brian Lau, which does amazing work. Um, it, the Detroit Firehouse and some other stuff. Uh, uh, Astonished, which is another graphic novel. We had Desmond Doser, who's just a young artist now starting to get his feet on the ground does really great renderings on canvas we had two cosplayers in we just got done doing the motor city comic-con which really was fantastic i don't even think they under you know the second day there i felt like it was mardi gras i mean you had to wave yourself through to get into a you know groups and waves if anyone's ever been to a mardi gras on a high tone it is it was fun we are um what i'm really excited about is we are bringing an exciting probably one of the hottest new artists Lori calcaterra um she is the author of a new book that i have been selling through like crazy called path of the pale rider which is literally one of the coolest books it's like taking a mix of of the last of us and bringing in a little bit of cocaine bear and throwing them together. And it really, the, the synopsis is very simply called the dead don't die. And so we've got her in for an artist signing in about two weeks. So that's exciting. So we're just, we're just doing some big things out here. Just trying to make stuff happen and have a great time. And of course, new comics every Wednesday. That's what we love. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, along with, with doing the retrovanax podcast, which we are, you know, every month we do five episodes between our regular feed and our patron feed. So I'm constantly playing games there, but I have recently picked up the, uh, the new legend of Zelda game, uh, which has taken up all my free time tears of the kingdom. That's an excellent game. If you like things like, uh, you know, the, the open world games, but not quite as involved as something like the Witcher. Um, the physics in it is fun on its own. It's, it's a, a great playground for that. So I've been playing a lot of that, and um, I'm also in a band called Subtastics, and I just did a, another podcast called Our Brains Hurt to discuss an album we put out during COVID that then had no time to tour and do any support for it. So uh, if you like, uh, you know, kind of pop punk music or something similar, check out uh, the most recent episode of Our Brains Hurt. I'm on there talking about Subtastics. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to our first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please remember to subscribe and tell your friends and get ready for future episodes of Movie Smash. Movie Smash.